What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. This is Playlist Wars. Welcome to Playlist Wars, everybody. I'm part of the dynamic duo. I'm your co-host, Gomez. And my partner in crime is Brian Colburn. And we have a special guest, Ben Montgomery. From Records Revisited. How are you guys doing tonight? What's up? What's up? Doing well. Doing well. Hey, hey, do you guys hear that? Hear what? Oh, I guess it's just the normal noises in here. <laughs> <laughs> Taking my puns. I like it, man. I like it a lot. I've listened to a few of your episodes. I, I know that you throw in the dad joke stuff, so um, so I'm going to go there a couple yeah, I'm I'm going to go there a couple times because um, I, I love a good dad joke just as much as everybody else. That's usually my go-to. Absolutely. Well, this is a lot of fun. I'm actually very excited to have Ben on. Ben is a friend of the show as well as somebody that I've become friends with through my podcasting career here. And the reason I love Ben, he's one of the few people on this earth that goes out CD hunting and brags about it on social media like I do. And I love looking through other people's CD scores when they go out CD hunting and they post it. I don't know why it's just a nerd thing in me, but I, I love like zooming in on the photos and seeing which titles you got. Nerds. Likewise. It's the bragging rights. I think of, you know, the really cool um, finds and, and I'm all about the, the, the finding things for really cheap that I needed to add to my collection, but I didn't want to splurge put them in my collection or I find the really um, great finds that I turn around and I, I sell, which continues to um, support my habit. So, well, also for- Ben, Brian does have the David Hasselhoff soundtrack of Baywatch at his house too. I'm really? not surprised by this. I'm not surprised <laughs> really? by this, man. I I've got a lot of albums that would make people go, huh? But not that one. You're Although sure? I was very, very very excited to get my hands on the dragnet soundtrack from the 80s with tom hanks and dan Aykroyd's city of crime rap it is so with rick derringer on the lead of the chorus it is so bad it's brilliant i I absolutely love it and i I take no shame in it that's mostly art of noise though isn't it yeah there's a lot of that on there Yeah. yeah yeah Well, in that note, gentlemen, since we're really not talking about Dragnet tonight, we're talking about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So, Ben, tell us why we're talking about Tom Petty tonight. I know you and Brian had a ton of conversations together, so without me. So I'm just kind of curious why we picked them. <laughs> well, it's, it, I mean, it's not a slight Gomez. It was, you know, Brian's first incarnation of podcasting. We had him and Jay on our podcast to talk about I think we started what Damn the Torpedoes is where we started. Yep. Then the Wildflowers Deluxe came out. Uh, we did an episode on that. Wayne and I guested on 
on your podcast as well, Brian, uh, mm-hmm. to talk about our, our favorite Petty records. I think yep. it was. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done three episodes on Petty for for my podcast. We just recently did uh, Hypnotic Eye. Ooh, and that yeah. was a lot of fun. We did that with Andrew from Great Peacock and then Andrew Leahy, who is he may be best known as being Elizabeth Cook's guitarist. Yes. Nice. So, yeah, there's a lot of history going on between Absolutely. records visited. I know Ben is fantastic when it comes to Tom Petty and Gomez. I wanted to challenge us tonight. And here's the thing. I think there's going to be three amazing playlists that come out of this tonight. For sure. And. I also think that not one of us is going to get a single vote tonight because I have a feeling everyone who listens to this episode is going to have their own specific Tom Petty playlist in mind that none of ours are going to rise to the level to. And that's just how amazing Tom Petty is. Really? Yep. I believe that is true. I mean, we'll probably spend a half hour on honorable mentions alone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put a blanket statement out there right now. If, there's a song that one of you two have that's not on my list. It's an honorable mention. Right. Hands down. Yeah. Like there's, I could literally take my Sonos player, go through my music server, put on Tom Petty and hit shuffle. And that includes all of his box sets, live anthologies, compilations, everything. And there's not one song I'll skip. I could just let it play for hours and hours and, and I just enjoy all of it. There's no Tom Petty song that I really genuinely don't like. All right, so Brian, let's explain to the new listeners uh, what's going to be going down tonight. Yeah, tonight's show format is pretty simple. Tonight our topic is, like we said, the immortal Tom Petty, and we've each created a playlist with our top 10 favorite songs of his. We're going to go through our playlists each one by one, and after that, we turn it over to the listeners who could vote via the link in our show notes to decide which one of us got it right. In those same show notes, you can also listen to each of our playlists that we put up on Spotify, just in case you guys want to quote unquote hear where we're coming from with our choices. So Ben, our esteemed guest, why don't you kick things off tonight? Ooh, I get to go first. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm starting with well, let me let me just preface my my playlist. It may not necessarily be the best Tom Petty songs that are out there but i feel like and i've and i've said this before on some of the other petty episodes that we've done together brian tom has really provided the soundtrack to my life so i'm gonna touch on a a number of personal anecdotes of why i pick particular songs and i I wanted to start out with listen to her heart Mm. from uh, 1978 this was my first petty song that I remembered hearing on the radio that, and it was probably 1980 or 1981 because that uh, during that time I first got a, a cassette recorder. I was recording stuff off the radio and I remember hearing this song on the radio and I just was like, I'm just going to record this. And it became one of those songs that I listened to a lot and I completely remember. So it was right next to Baba O'Reilly. And so Bob O'Reilly and Listen to Our Heart were one and two on this cassette tape. And it was my favorite cassette tape for the longest time. And it's just a great song. This, and that was my introduction into Tom. So 
when I started hearing more of his songs on the radio, I'm like, hey, that's that dude I have on that cassette tape. So listen to her heart. Great song. That's uh, that's my first pick. Very good pick. Uh, it did not make my list. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. It's going to be said a lot tonight, guys. Yeah, it unfortunately did not make my list. Honorable mention. We'll say that word probably more than any song tonight, but I've got nothing bad to say about the song. It's actually in the nineties when tribute albums were all the rage. You had the Led Zeppelin, you had the kiss my ass (laughs) tribute album that I think Ben, you just got on CD recently during one of your hauls. Yep. I just found that at a garage sale not too recently. Yeah. Yeah. And another one was a Tom Petty one called you got lucky a tribute to Tom Petty and Everclear and a bunch of other bands were on there. And there's a punk group called Truck Stop Love that does a cover of it. And it was just kind of that transition of, because I listened to Petty since I was literally two and three years old, all the way till every day of my life. And in the 90s, there was that phase where all these tribute albums were coming out. And this one, because it was a little more punkier and a little more raw and a little more alternative at the time, um, really stood out to me. And I I love that cover version. And obviously, now that I, the more I listen to Petty, that's just a fantastic song of his, but unfortunately did not make mine either. All right. Okay. So Gomez, we're up to you with your track one. So my track one is actually uh, Wildflowers. Wow. Yeah. I I went with this song first. I actually had another song um, that I just cut off the list maybe 22 minutes ago. I mean, you're allowed to. We've never said that you can't change. You could change your songs now because in, once you say the song, though, we're going to put a rule in right now. Once you say the song and you say that's your number, you're locked in at that point. Oh, yeah, can't... which I'm fine. Okay. All right. Good, good. It was one of those songs. I was listening to it again uh, right before we started the podcast, and I was just like, you know what? I have to put this in. It was it was fighting me. And, you know, just listening to the lyrics, it's just one of those cool songs that he did. The way he sings the song is really cool, too. But also, it reminds me of a movie. Of course it <laughs> reminds you of a movie, Gomez. Yes, it does. it does. It was right off the uh, Mr. Deeds movie. This is the second time I referred to this movie. I think it was a podcast or two we did and uh, add Mr. Deeds again. Yeah. Was it in Mr. Deeds? Yes, it was. It was in the be- I think it was in the beginning of the movie when they went to go pick up uh, Adam Sandler in new hampshire oh you're right whole i can't i didn't even remember that one i don't remember a darn thing about mr deed <laughs> <laughs> it's all right don't worry it's such, that was an awful movie oh i i liked winchesterton fieldville iowa okay all right i all really right. enjoyed that movie look you already know how i feel about wildflowers the the album yeah, uh yeah. this tracked really well for our scores as well it was one of our top five off of that album and probably should attract higher. But Jay, if you remember, gave it like a two. Oh, yeah. Jay, Jay gave you don't know how it feels a, a, a one. one. Yes. <laughs> Which I yes. still, I, every time I talk to him, I, I have to bring that up. And he's like, dude, stop. It was, uh, it's just how I feel. And I'm like, but you're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. Exactly. But you're wrong. I opened it up in my list. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Wildflowers, the song itself, is such a beautiful song. And it's what I like about it. And I think we talked about this on the on the episode that we did, Brian, was, you know, he's coming off of arguably one of his biggest hits with, you know, Mary Jane's Last Dance off the greatest hits. 
and then he just kind of um you know decides to strip it down and and do more of an acoustic song to to kick off the record and it just i think that that really opened up to me just how diverse tom could be because he could rock it out we we already know that but he can also strip it down and and make some really beautiful songs to go along with it so yeah great pick Thank you. Didn't make mine. It's a, it's an honorable mention. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's an absolutely beautiful song. It is probably his most beautiful song in terms of just simplicity and the melody of it. It just, yeah, there's really no other word to use than beautiful. It is simply a beautiful song and it kicks off this album. That is his masterpiece. It's my favorite Tom Petty album. Yeah. Mine too. And I don't want to spoil too much of the episode because I do want you to go after you're done with this episode, go listen to the wildflowers episode of records revisited to hear more in depth about this album, but it's not my favorite song on the album. Wow. But it's my favorite album. So it's very, it's one of those situations where there's a song that I gravitate to more personally on that album, but it's no diss of wildflowers at all. It's a fantastic way to start your playlist Gomez because it Thank starts you. my favorite album. So I got, I'll give you props there. Thank you, sir. I actually, when you can give me props, I'll take it any day. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. I mean, look, it's Tom Petty. So no matter what you pick, I really can't, I can't rag on you for it. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a friendly episode all around. I think. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Well, while you went with the soft route to kick yours off, I kicked off by using my second favorite, tom petty album opener and another plug alert we talked about this on records revisited as well was the first time i talked petty with you and it's refugee if you want to get someone's attention with a tom petty song this is the song you use that opening drum beat is iconic and it kicks right into this monster riff it everything i love about tom petty and the heartbreakers it's them rocking out it's incorporating all the talents of Mike Campbell and Ben Ma and all the other guys. It just incorporates everything I love about Tom Petty in a song. And one of my favorite Tom Petty lyrics actually comes from this song. And it's simply tell me why you want to lay there and revel in your abandon. Every time I hear that line, I get instant goosebumps from head to toe. That line just resonates with me on every level. And because I like to drop my cover versions, Mm -hmm. Melissa Etheridge on her greatest hits, The Road Less Traveled, did a kind of a slower version of it, a little more angry, a little more intense. And with her voice, it works so, so well because her voice and Tom Petty's voice are already very far apart. So by her adding a little bit of grit and a little bit of like slowing the song down and kind of making it more about the experience that she's bringing to the song. I think it's a really fantastic version. And like I had said earlier in the show, I've been a fan of Tom Petty ever since I was two or three. And that's because on my first Fisher price record player, Uh-oh. my parents God. gave me a copy of chipmunk punk. I was by about the chipmunks. To say. And the first song on chipmunk punk is Tom Petty's refugee. And I kept playing that song over and over again. And that's when my father being as forward thinking as he was to kind of bring me into hard rock music and rock and roll. He said, come in the living room. I want to play you something. And he put on Tom Petty's version. And he said, 
see, this is what the chipmunks are doing, this song. And then I fell in love with that version. And it's the first song I ever fell in love with by Tom Petty. So kind of using the same approach as you on that one, Ben, but that's my number one. And it actually made my track three, uh, Refugee. All right. It was one of those songs, again, iconic. And actually, Brian, Gaslight Anthem did it, too. Oh, you're right. Oh, one for the Gomez. One for the Gomez. All right. Well, I'm going to have to get you with a movie reference later on then. Yes. So it's on now. <laughs> now we're getting serious. Now it's serious because Gomez got one on you. <laughs> ben? I do not have refugee. Wow. Uh, it's, it's a great choice. It's a great choice. And in fact, I'll just skip over to my next pick because I know that refugee for our episode on Damn the Torpedoes, that was your top song. My second pick is my top song from from Damn the Torpedoes, which is Here Comes My Girl. Awesome. And it's just a it's a perfect song. Like I don't I don't even know how else to describe it other than it's a perfect song. Like you you already mentioned the band and how tight they were. I mean, look, I revere Damn the Torpedoes. It's if I had to pick a you know, a, a top 25 albums of all time. I'm pretty sure this would probably be either in the top 10 or just outside the top 10. Cause I, I don't know. I would have a hard time putting two Tom Petty records in my, in my top 10 and wildflowers is, is definitely, you know, one of my top five records of all time. So, but yeah, here comes my girl. That's uh that's my second pick. All right, Gomez, here comes my girl. Did it make your list? No, I did not make my list, unfortunately. It was one of those, again, honorable mention songs. Hard to put in my list, too, but uh, it was it was difficult. Yeah, and now I will explain, Ben, why it's not in my list. I challenged myself with Tom Petty because he is probably my most favorite artist of all time. Once I picked a song from an album, I never go back to it. One song per album because... I wanted to make sure I kind of covered as wide of a spectrum as I possibly could for my love of his music. And while there are some albums that definitely could have probably garnished two of my top 10, I wanted to try to keep it to one pick per album. So unfortunately, because I already chose Refugee, that's why Here Comes My Girl didn't make mine. All right. All right. Gomez, your track two. So my track two. My track two is American Girl. It's just a staple of classic rock at, at, at its best, I think. And that's me. You know, I'm, I love Tom Petty. I'm not like huge, like you guys are, but I had to put it on my track list somewhere. And for me, I thought it was great at number two. Unfortunately did not make my list because I guess, look, I have two girls and after having to buy American girl doll clothes <laughs> and dolls, <laughs> I guess I just couldn't put the song at the top 10. I don't right, I, honestly, right. I, re- I really have nothing bad to say about the song, but I will say this every time I saw him live, once he started playing that, because I've heard the song so many times I could kind of nudge my wife and be like, Hey, let's start working our way backwards towards the car because we're going to beat this, you know, 20,000 people that are all leaving the parking lot. Yeah. And it, it worked like a charm every time, but, but also, Brian, with two girls, it probably reminds you like, oh, great. I got to save some more money for American Girl dolls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm getting there one day. And thank God my daughter has not asked for that yet. Oh, just wait, dude. Just wait. <laughs> ben? Yeah, American Girl did not make my top 10 either. It's a fantastic song. 
and I think that maybe it's just um I feel like I, I've overplayed it because you know it's the first song off of the greatest hits yeah exactly. album which you know everybody in my college dorm I think it was prerequisite to be in my college dorm we all had to have a, our own copies of greatest <laughs> hits and uh, so it just kind of got overplayed for me I still love the song though that is one album that I do take on road trips because it Petty is is one of those artists that we can uh, we can all agree on. I'll I'll get, I'll get to that as as we get closer to a couple of my other picks. Yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in what you said just there because I'm yep. gonna bring up something a little later on, but I want to hold it for that. So before we get there, my track two, I'm going to Long After Dark for this one, and I'm going with You Got Lucky. Now, surprisingly. This isn't one of Tom Petty's favorite songs, so I apologize. Him and I are not seeing eye to eye on this because this is one of my favorite songs by them. It's got this on-the-nose 80s sound to it. It's the 80s synth rock sound that, that everybody was doing at the time, and that's probably why he doesn't like it is because it lumped him in with... You know, the Aldo Novas and the Billy Squires and whoever else was using the synth to drive the rock home. So I get why he may not like it. It didn't make my top 10 either because I'm probably am leaning more towards how Tom feels about the, the song than. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. See the th- but the thing I love about it is he got Mike Campbell to kind of add this the good, the bad, and the ugly Clint Eastwood vibe to the guitar solo. So when you put that over that 80s synth backdrop, that tremolo-drenched country vibe, it's such an oil and water mixture that I absolutely love it. And also has a cover version by one of my favorite bands of the last decade, And that's Blackberry Smoke, who did a cover with Amanda Shires on their Southern Ground Sessions EP. I figured you were going there because I know you you love your Blackberry Smoke. Oh, my God, dude, this cover. And they just slow it down to a ballad, and it works so well. I'll tell you right now, at some point, we have to do a Blackberry Smoke playlist war because these guys are so underrated. They deserve so much more then they whatever stage they're on right now just isn't big enough in my eyes. These guys should be a household name like the best in Southern Rock. I would actually have to listen to their music to agree with you, so I have not gotten there yet. <laughs> oh, dude, no, listen, I, I know, because you actually do point me on to some great bands. And, you know, I can name a few of them that we went to concerts, and I got automatically hooked. I'll tell you right now, one, because you didn't know a single song by him when I got you to come out and hang with us, John Butler Trio. Exactly. That was one of, and I will say, one of my favorite bands to this day. And I still listen to the songs to this day. He's incredible. Incredible. Unbelievable. Now, Gomez, did it make your list? Actually, it did make my list. Um, All right. You see, you and I, we're, we're seeing eye to eye here. It was actually my number. It was my track seven. Okay. First of all, the song is unreal. One of my favorite parts is the uh, the guitar solo. It has that weird, uh, how can I say, like a bass but guitar feel to it. It's the tremolo like I was talking about, that country western. Yeah, but I also love the music video to this song. It had this Mad Max feel. It's like Mad Max meets... Um, Dystopia look and feel as well, yes, right? Correct. And it was like when they went into this hut, 
it was all musical instruments. So it's like 1980s meets like 2045 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it just worked. And I get it that Tom Petty is not one of his favorite songs. I think they rarely play it on in their live sets. But it's for me, it's one of my personal favorites. Because I remember that was the first time I got hooked with Tom Petty was with that song. And that was my first love, first song love right there. And All I right. never regret it. All right. Very good. Ben, we're up to you for track three. Yeah, so track three, I am not picking anything off of Tom Petty's discography. I'm actually going to Stevie Nicks's Belladonna for Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Yeah. <laughs> so I just find the whole allure of this song just really interesting. He wrote the song Insider, which came off of Hard Promises. I mean, the Hard Promises gets its name off of a lyric in, from Insider. And he wrote it for, for Stevie. They played it, you know, had the guys in the band come and play it for Stevie. She sang it with Tom. and. um he basically said, um, so Stevie, I can't give you this. It's that good. I got to keep it. So so she was like, all right, well, write me something else. And so he did. And this song is so much better than Insider. I love Insider too, but oh my gosh, this song is just fantastic. It is my favorite. If I had to pick a favorite male-female duet song ever, this would be it. Oh, I thought it was going to be the one from Dirty Dancing. I've had the time you, of my life. You, you oh, thought it God. might be that, or you thought that it might have been, you know, Islands in the Stream, but it's not. It's this one. It's just a perfect song. And I've listened to this song thousands of times, and I, I never get sick of it. I just, yeah. So that's my number three. I 1,000% agree. It's my track nine. Very good. There was no way I was leaving this off. I want to take a quick moment and pause because we never really discussed if we were going to bring Mudcrutch into the fold here. But in my mind, because th these songs were featured on Tom Petty's re-release of the Greatest Hits album, in later pressings, they actually took something in the air off of it and dropped this on, as oh, well as okay. the Best of Everything comp that came out recently. It's on both of those. I knew it was on that last one that you mentioned, but I, I yeah. didn't realize that they had uh, they had switched around the track listing. That's interesting. Yeah, only the older pressings of the greatest hits have uh, something in the air. They actually pull that off and have uh, Stop Dragging My Heart Around on it instead. I don't know if maybe they ran out of the funds to pay for the cover or considering how many gazillion copies it sold. But I mean, let's let's be honest. If you got to compare the Hollies cover to this song, I mean, come on. I mean, hands down. Not even close. Right. The reason Stop Dragging My Heart Around though made my track 9 is Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty sound so good together. Really good. There's a reason Stevie is the unofficial last member of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. And in my mind, I truly believe had she joined Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, they would have been even more iconic and even bigger than they ever were because she just brings a dynamic to his voice that I actually enjoy more than her and Lindsey Buckingham. Okay. 
I'm not even kidding. There's something about Tom Petty's voice with hers that just hits me harder than when I hear it in Fleetwood Mac. And that's really hard to do because there are a ton of Buckingham Nick songs that I just absolutely love and stop dragging my heart around just eclipses all of them. It's just an amazing tune. And I don't have any cover songs that I truly like about it. That same Tom Petty comp that I mentioned earlier, uh, there's a cover by Loud Lucy, who was a pretty cool alternative band that I saw open for Alanis Morissette in the 90s. But their version is, I like the band, but it just doesn't hold a candle. The original is the only version. I don't ever want to hear a cover version. I mean, you, you, how do you top perfection? This is one you cannot top, you no matter how you hard can. you try. No. Now, there is, though, not a cover, but a parody, and maybe a tease for an upcoming episode, but Weird Al, stop dragging my car around. Oh, no. When I was in oh, second no. and third grade, I was huge <laughs> into Weird Al. I had all the cassettes. I listened to them all the time oh, as I was God. playing Pitfall 2 on my Atari. I would listen to Weird Al. <laughs> okay. Was that for the Atari 2600? Yes, it was. Yes, it go. was. And stop dragging my car around because I knew the Stevie Nicks version was like, that was the first time I heard a Weird Al song. And I went, oh, my God, I, I know the original. Like, it was before My Bologna and Another One Rides the Bus. This was the first song where I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? I got to figure out more. He's, he's, he's hysterical. So, yeah. Oh, God, Brian, only you. <laughs> only you gomez more important about picking on my my fandom of weird al which we will get to at another time yes exactly do Thank we you. have a trifecta here with stop dragging my heart around uh no we don't sorry oh, guys what? wrong okay i'm not gonna lie i did not know that song existed i didn't hear the greatest hits album oh i actually was going through a lot of his older stuff and his 80s stuff so i'm not now, gonna Brian, lie guys can you do a sound clip of that when you promote this episode so that gomez doesn't get any votes at all for, <laughs> hey, for his playlist at least i'm being honest you know no, i appreciate sorry, your honesty but wow <laughs> man wow again i i didn't you know i wasn't going through his greatest hits album i was going through his albums when you i'll, I'll tell you right now dude when after we're done taping literally just type it in on your phone and listen to it and you're going to call me up and you're going to say, hey, get Ben back on. We want to re-record. I got to switch one of mine. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah. No, I will not do that because once I say it, it's locked in. All right. The man of principles. All right. I, I respect your commitment. Thank to you. To your wrongness. It's not my wrongness. <laughs> Jeez. My track three is off of Wildflowers. Had to go to Wildflowers as quickly as possible. And this is a spoiler alert, obviously. Because it's my favorite song on the album. So it was the know. one that I ranked highest, yep. Honey Bee. Which we gave you crap about. And you could probably going to do it again. This is like U2 all over again. It is <laughs> not like U2 because that would be me picking Christmas all over again from a very special Christmas 2, which I did not. What I did do was pick Honey Bee from Wildflowers, which is not a Christmas song. <laughs> Honey Bee is an awesome awesome track it oh. is a 90s hard rock anthem yes i'm calling it an anthem it is not it is a fantastic oh. rocker it's got a groove to it like no other i love mike campbell's guitar in it and look cover song look up the foo fighters cover they did it's good 
it's good it's it good. rocks yeah. but it doesn't rock as much as the version on wildflowers i oh, know gosh. i'm probably alone on this one as i will be with a few of my other picks later on in the show but i stand by this 100 percent, man this is the best song on wildflowers and if you remember brian that song did not even make our top five for wildflowers you were actually wayne wayne tracked it pretty high he gave it a 12 you gave it a 15 and uh yeah it didn't track well for me it was one of my my least favorites off of wildflowers still love it still still will crank it up but off of a record that has so many good songs and that's yeah that's the one you pick remember i'm a hard rock guy at I heart, know. and I when know. tom petty turned the amps up to 11 i i was all ears man he's still know. a boy in short pants too yeah yeah <laughs> He's the one with the corduroy pants. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You got me. Oh God, I can't believe you picked that. Oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, hey Ben, how about your track four? Because judging by what you guys said, neither of you picked it. No, it's, so screw no. you both, <laughs> Ben. Track four. <laughs> well, and, and and you're probably gonna give me a little bit crap for for this one. So I picked Jam and Me from Let Me Up. I've had enough. Oh. So going to what you said, Brian, about the rock sensibilities, this is just one of those songs that I've I've listened to for decades. And every time I hear it, it just puts a smile on my face. I just love it. The album itself, one of my least favorites. And I think most Petty fans will tell you that as well. You know, he was kind of trying to figure out where he belonged in what was it 1986 was when that came out 87 uh, 86 87 yeah. yeah and it's one that every couple of years i'll go back and go do i still hate it and i listen to it and it's grown on me over the years but anytime jamming me comes on i just i crank it up i i just love that song i'll tell you right now right before we started taping i swapped out my track seven and I removed jamming me. Oh, so that's how close I was to having okay. that. All right. I actually don't hate. Let me up. I've had enough because another song that literally scraped that's been bouncing in and out of my list for the last two weeks was the fourth single from that album that not a lot of people even know about, which is think about me. Mm, that's a good one. That's yeah. a fun, upbeat yeah. kind of bopper type tune. I don't know how else you describe it. A bopper. Yeah, if you listen bopper, to the way, yeah, it is. That's a bopper, right? You would yeah. describe it as a bopper. Yeah, yeah, I describe it as a bopper. Yeah, yeah. When you Gomez go back and listen to it, it's got this bop, 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 bop. It's just a bopper. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was the big bopper involved with that one? No, he's not on this track. <laughs> no, but I would say that it reminds me of like good time '60s type music okay. that you hear on a lot of the Mud Crutch stuff. I oh, think yeah. that that's that was kind of the sound, and that's why I said let me up i've had enough is kind of disjointed because he i don't think he really knew where he wanted to go right i couldn't agree more it's very disjointed very much so but um jamming me it's jam it's a great song gomez uh it did not make my track list but i would give it a good honorable mentions for me all right all right so gomez with that being said we are up to you with track four so my track four I took the song Running Down a Dream. Ah. Again, iconic song for Tom Petty. I love it. It's one of those songs where I I know I could go in my car and I could sing it as long as I want. 
Oh, it's a love song to rock and roll so much, man. So much. Very much. Yeah. And, and it was actually not in a movie, guys. Can you believe it? Wow. So you sure. Yes, I'm positive. Oh, well, that now, just inflated everything. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> because I am a movie nerd. I'm also a video game nerd. It was in the game Rock Band. Okay. Uh, it was in, in addition. Uh, you had to pay for a buck ninety nine. I think it was at the time. <laughs> but I remember I bought that song because I was in Rock Band. But I totally forgot it was in this video game too, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Really? Yes. And I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, wow, it was great to hear that song and probably one of the most iconic video games you could play. Yeah, but when I think Tom Petty, I'm not thinking Grand Theft Auto. No, me no. neither. <laughs> but you know what's funny? When you're playing a game and you're speeding from the cops, it's a great Tom Petty song. I'll sure. give you that. It's a great, great driving song. It's a driving anthem. Yes, it is. Yeah, it didn't, didn't make my list. Whoa. Uh, def, definite honorable mention. I did have it in, in my list at one time, and um, yeah, it didn't, didn't make the final cut. But I love the song. It's a great song. I, I'm I'm actually very surprised to hear that because I closed my playlist with "Running Down a Dream." All right. Did you really? It's wow! I track ten. Brian, we are definitely on this wavelength. When I got the chance to go to see Super Bowl Forty Two, oh, where the man. New York Football Giants beat the undefeated New England Patriots, sorry, New England fans. It was only a matter of time before you brought this up. I know. I know. Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champ, beat him twice. But the halftime show is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yes. And they close that halftime show shredding on the ending of Running Down a Dream. Mike Campbell's just literally his guitar is almost on fire. It was unbelievable. The entire place losing their mind. I mean, it was an awesome, awesome memory of my life it's one of the greatest days of my life outside of my wedding in the days my kids were born i was about to say you better it's right it's right below that it's the most fun my wife and i ever had in a single day i was literally crying and hugging strangers that i didn't know just because we had giant shirts on it was like just one big family at the end and it was this massive david beats goliath moment that i got to witness in person with that catch i know we're not a sports show but man, my phone, I had that little flip phone and my, my, my texts were literally going one missed text, two missed texts, three missed texts four. When we got to the car and I actually plugged my phone in, I had about 35 missed calls, like 20 something texts. Everyone just like, can you believe what you're seeing there? <laughs> but that was at the time when you, if you wanted to text somebody back, you had to hit each key like three times on the oh, number yeah. pad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't respond to anybody as far as they were concerned. I was still in the stadium three days later. Um, now, kids, remember, we did have flip phones back in the day. <laughs> yes, we did. But honestly, a little fun fact. If you owned the original copy of Full Moon Fever on CD, pretty soon we're going to get to when we get past track five, I'm going to do my little halfway during the show blurb. And that's actually based on the commentary that follows running down a dream and it's called hello CD listeners. And it's actually a hidden track on full moon fever. I'm not going to spoil it, but pull out your CD and listen to it after the show. Make sure you listen through from the beginning of running down a dream 
into a face in the crowd is the only way you'll hear it. If you skip right to a face of the crowd, you will not get this track. And because I always mention cover versions, last but not least, Lucinda Williams recently put out a Tom Petty tribute album named after and including a cover of this tune. So if you're a fan of hers, it's really worth checking out. Yep. And if you like Lucinda Williams here, I'll do a shameless plug for, for my podcast. We are getting ready to do an episode about Lucinda Williams. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. And Brian, I'm going to even make you one prouder. I'm actually wearing my New York giants hat again tonight. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) And we don't discriminate against your NFL fandom. However, Giants rule. Go Seahawks. <laughs> three hours later, they're still talking about sports. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, my track four comes from Into the Great Wide Open. It's one of Tom Petty's most underrated tracks. It was not a single, but it is a fan favorite. And to me, this is the reason why so many country and rock artists sing about Tom Petty with lines like driving down the road, listening to Tom Petty on the radio. You've heard every country song that uses that and it's a cliche, but it's there for a reason. And King's highway is that reason. Second track on into the great wide open. It is just a fun. If you're in a car and you have a convertible, the top has to be down it's just one of those fantastic road trip songs, and it just makes you feel happy. There's something about it that just gives me hope, and not a lot of songs can do that. That just If you're having a bad day, you put it on, and it just puts you in a good mood. That's one of them for me. Absolutely love the song, and here's my movie reference, Gomez. Uh-oh, wow, a movie reference from Brian Colburn, ladies and, and gentlemen. You, you didn't jump all over me with it yet, so this makes me think you don't have it on your list. Cars 3 soundtrack, James Bay covered it, and it's in Cars 3. It is in Cars 3. You are right. No, I do not have it on my track list, though. All right. Good movie, by the way. I hated the movie, but I like the fact that there was... I I was upset that it wasn't Tom Petty's version, but I've enjoyed hearing that over some of the other Disney soundtracks that my daughter has played to earworm me to death let it go let it i.e frozen <laughs> yep yeah for sure you got it i listen i hear that song oh god too many times yeah Ugh, no comment ben king's highway did it make yours did not make my list but i do love that song honestly i don't know why but just based on all of our conversations i thought i had an in with you on that one i thought you were gonna pick that i really did no i you know i I did pick one song from that album. I'll get to that here in, in a couple picks, but um, that was that was not it. But I do I do love that album. I w- and when you said I, I'm going with the, Into the Great Wide Open, I almost thought you were going to pick Two Gunslingers. Oh, that's another great one. I really thought you were going with that. That's what I thought he was going with. But I'd same here. I will tell you, Into the Great Wide Open as an album, I actually enjoy more than Full Moon Fever, although some of the singles from Full Moon Fever I enjoy more than some of the singles from Into the Great Wide Open. I actually agree with you. I, I like Into the Great Wide Open over Full Moon Fever. Yeah, I just felt like whatever they were doing on Full Moon Fever, they were getting their wits about themselves, and on Into the Great Wide Open, they just did it right. Yep. Yep. Agreed. It's just a flawless album. Ben, track five. 
So I'm going from Wildflowers, and since uh, you were on that episode, you know that You Wreck Me is my favorite song on Wildflowers. And that's, that's on an album that is just absolutely stacked. You talked about earlier about Mike Campbell shredding it. He shreds it on You Wreck Me. Like that guitar work that's on that is just fantastic. It's one of those songs. Again, you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the type of songs that you want to roll down your windows to and go driving down King's Highway. Yeah, You Wreck Me is uh, that that's right there. Uh, I love it. I love it. I can't argue with that, Ben, because if you remember my second track on my Wildflowers pick, my 14 was You Wreck Me. Yeah. And that one I was arguing over, should I put this in? Should I not put this in? Like this, this playlist was so hard. And when I went with the one track per album rule that I personally gave myself for no other reason, (laughs) it was very freeing. I felt a weight lift off my shoulders and I felt free to just move on because I already knew my number one pick and that just made it so much easier to not have to choose another song off wildflowers, but I love the tune Gomez. Nope. Not my track. Sorry, boys. Wow. All right. Well, we're up to you for track five then. So my track five, it's a song free falling from the album full moon fever. Probably one of my favorite CDs in his little repertoire. And, um, Hearing the song, the description of how he sings the song, his opening line, she's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America, too. I literally just bought my wife a shirt with those lyrics on it. Oh, did you really? She saw the shirt and she's like, hey, I know how much you love Petty. I absolutely love this shirt. I couldn't click purchase fast (laughs) enough. (laughs) So, um, you know, it was actually Brian, you were there. He played in the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Yep, he did. I I, and and I, I told this story. I think on records revisited, but if I didn't, I'm just going to say here, I actually called my parents about two minutes to halftime because they had handed every single person a lyric sheet and said, please sing along with these Tom Petty classics tonight. And it had the song list in order. So I called my father and bet him 20 bucks that I could correctly pick all four songs that Tom Petty was about to sing. (laughs) And I won. And you know what's going to happen? Your dad's going to collect that $20 after he hears this episode. (laughs) But, a, of course, I am going to reference a movie, the most okay. iconic movie, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Okay. 96, when he is leaving the kid Cushman's house, then when he, he got fired from his job, and he's, like, all excited. He's going through all these songs, and he hears Free Falling, and he goes nuts. And, you know, it's, like, the perfect song for him for that. And, actually, and I'm going to say an HBO series, The Sopranos. It was in The Sopranos around 2000, which I was kind of surprised. But another, again, great shows, great movies. It's just a great tune. I can't argue about anything about this song. This was the other song that was bouncing in and out of my list. However, when I went to the one song per album, Running Down a Dream had to close it, so I didn't want to go back to the well twice on that album. Cover song version. Gomez, this is a TV reference, so I don't know if that's the same for you as movies, but the cartoon King of the Hill, there's a country version by Deanna Carter, who is of Strawberry Wine fame. She does a beautiful version of Free Fallen on that soundtrack, believe it or not, even though it's a cartoon comedy. uh, Her version is absolutely fantastic. And one of my most memorable MTV moments growing up as a kid 
was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers playing this on the MTV Music Awards in 1989 and Axl Rose coming out and duetting with him. That was, to me, an MTV moment where this hard rock band that I absolutely loved with this guy from my childhood coming together on stage, to me, it was really cool. Looking back at the performance, Axel kind of over-axled it during the chorus. What else is new? Of course. But 10-year-old me friggin' loved it. Actually, Izzy Stradlin was there with that performance. He was, huh? Yes, I I thought he was. Ben? It did not make my list. In fact, not even an honorable mention in it. And that is because... My Ooh. my cover band back in the day, we, oh, okay. we we did this song, and it was it was one of those songs that we we kind of tinkered with because the lead singer couldn't quite get the petty parts down, and it was one of those songs that we fought over. And um, I don't have pleasant memories about about this song anymore. I'll give you that. I'll give you I'm that. I'm sorry I brought that up then. <laughs> now I feel bad, Ben. You're no, going to have to pay for Ben's therapy now, no, Gomez. Therapy sessions no longer needed for that part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Coburn & Company has covered Tom Petty since the beginning, and we cover a bunch of Tom Petty songs. But I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I think we do a fairly decent job with them. And I really genuinely love singing Tom Petty music. So every song I do is kind of my up in my favorites. I've never tried free falling just because I feel like if I miss that note in the chorus, that's it. It's going to be a bad moment. That was the note. Yep. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And three hours into a gig, because that's an end of the night song. Yes. And three hours into a gig, if you don't hit it and you don't hit it well, it could actually ruin people's memory of your band. So I pick different. (laughs) Petty songs to cover, which we'll talk about a little later. Yeah, good. Hint, hint. Moving on, my track five. Gomez, I'm going to lead with a movie reference. So how do you like that one? Wow. Okay, you steal my heart. This I got to hear. This is a song from the She's the One soundtrack. So Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers did the whole soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. And this is a dirty grimy mike campbell riff and ben you know i love honeybee so it should not be a shock that my favorite song on she's the one is climb that hill okay yeah love 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 the tune and you know it doesn't hurt to have some guy named Lindsay buckingham hitting the harmonies with you in this song it's a very 90s oriented rock song To me, if you're a fan of Mary Jane's Last Dance, Climb That Hill is that same vein and that same type of vibe that he had on that song. Maybe a little more grimier and a little more like, I I keep calling it dirty, but it's a dirty Mike Campbell riff. And I absolutely love the song and it's my favorite from that album. And that's my one representation of that. Love it. And I'm going to say something to you, Brian. I I never saw that movie. Wow. Okay. okay. It's probably, you know what? It's probably a chick flick. That's why. It's not. It's Ned Burns movie. Oh, okay. So it's more. uh, It's more uh, like an art house drama. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. That included Jennifer Aniston. Therefore, it didn't really have the art house part of it. It just had the drama. And it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. probably not one of the movies I would actually watch. No. Are you going to shock me and tell me it made your list, though? 
No. Okay. <laughs> it, it did not make my list. It didn't make mine either. I do have one from She's the One coming up. All right. Bummer. Well, with that note, we are at the halfway mark. And like I mentioned earlier, the Tom Petty reference, go back and listen to Full Moon Fever and you'll know what I'm talking about. But it, this is the point where if you had a record, you'd flip it over a tape, you'd hit stop or let autoplay do its thing. But with a CD, we're going to keep on rolling right along here. And Ben, we're up to you at track six. All right. So track six, um, I'm going damn the torpedoes again. And I mentioned that Tom has definitely been a, a soundtrack for me. So when I got when I got married, I really felt like this song was was about me because I've had uh, my I'd had my share of failed relationships, and finding my bride made me think, you know, even the losers get lucky sometimes. And uh, I'll explain why in my next pick. One of the reasons why I know I picked a good one. So I'm. I'm going even the losers. All right. Absolutely fantastic song. Love it. Love it. Love it. Unfortunately, Refugee is my damn the torpedoes right, pick. Right. And sticking with my self-imposed rule, which might which might hurt me in the end. I did not pick it, but I have nothing but good things to say. And I'll give a cheap plug as well for you, Ben. If you go over and listen to the Damn the Torpedoes episode, I do have a lot to say about the song. Do. And I don't want to steal too much thunder from what I said there. Okay. Perfect. Gomez? Nah, didn't make mine. Sorry. But it, it, it wasn't one of those songs though I loved for some strange reason. I don't I don't know why. They didn't connect to the song. All right. Well, look, we haven't said this yet tonight, but we're on track six right now. And we haven't come close to a trifecta. Not even no. like Gomez and I had a few of the same, and Ben and I had a few of the same, but yeah. I'm not feeling good about a trifecta right now. But we'll see. Gomez, track six. Learning to fly, intent on covers of a person that I know. <laughs> it's one of those songs I, uh, I I truly do enjoy. Overall, just one of my favorite songs. It felt like a true mellow classic rock song, like uh, one of my favorite songs off that album. And I'm looking at your list, Brian. You already picked King's Highway, so I already know that Learning to Fly is not on yours. And it's not on mine either. Well... <laughs> Uh-oh, did you break your own rule? He broke the rule. He broke the rule. No, because I'm going to pull a John Laurie move here, Gomez. Oh, oh no. Jesus. A live version. Is that what you're doing? Yes. The live anthology, there is a version of Learning to Fly that is a stripped-down ballad with Stevie Nicks on background vocals. It is my favorite live song of all time. It is a completely different rendition than the version that Gomez just talked about on Into the Great Wide Open. It is a pure, blissful ballad with no drums. And it is such a beautiful song that every time I hear it, it brings me to tears. I kid you not. There's a moment at the end of the song where the entire crowd just sings the chorus over and over again. And it's slower. The learning to fly and I ain't got wings coming down as a heart. And over that whole part, Tom Petty is just riffing some vocal runs and throwing some lines in almost like a soul song. And it's just such a beautiful moment because you hear 20,000 people singing this song. You could feel them being arm in arm together. Stevie Nicks harmonizing Tom Petty. I'm going back to my Buckingham Nicks thing that I said earlier. Yeah. It is so 
beautiful their voices off of each other that this version to me eclipses the studio version in every way, shape and form. And I love the studio version, but this version is the best thing on the live anthology, which is one of my favorite live albums of all time. And it's, I, I literally, I could get moved to tears if I keep talking about how much I love this version. It is just a moment musically. And the way it was captured was simply perfect. So what number is that on your list? That is my track eight. Okay. So with that being said, because Ben, you had even the losers at six and Gomez, you had learning to fly at six. We're up to my track six here. I'm getting closed out pretty quickly on this night. Holy, yeah, holy. you are. Well, here's where I'm going deep. Uh Oh, deep cuts. I'm going really deep on this one. Now this could be considered strategic because if there's some diehard, Tom Petty fans. I'm hoping this will win some points, but it's also no joke. One of my favorite songs from Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. And it is a non LP track that can only be found on the German import CD single of <laughs> room at the top, which is on echo. Yep. And it was also featured live on the kiss my amps comp sweet William. This is easily Tom Petty and the heartbreakers most bluesy song. It's bluesier than any track on Mojo, and Mojo is a bluesy Tom Petty album. And there's a breakdown in the middle that goes from a slow, grooving blues song into a manic hard rock song that almost has an ACDC feel to it with Mike Campbell shredding his guitar like his life depended on it, both in the studio version and on the live version. I can't tell you if you're a tom petty fan and you haven't heard it do yourself a favor and go listen to this song it rocks on so many levels and i know it's deep it's a deep cut echo is a fantastic album i am kind of pissed that they didn't add this track to it as bluesy as it is it would have fit so well on that album i just tried to look it up on spotify it's not on there no, it's not. You can only get it on YouTube or on that CD single. It's a really deep cut. I totally either, you know, the people that are kind of middle of the road, Tom Petty fans, I'm losing points on that one, but it's such a fantastic song. And it's your angel of Harlem is where you're going with this one. Oh yeah, dude. And look, if you're a fan of what he was doing on echo, you'll really like this. And I love that era of Petty. I think it's fantastic. It's a very underrated era. All right. All right, Ben, track seven. Track seven, also from the She's the One soundtrack is Walls. All right. In parentheses, Circus. Um, pretty much leftovers from the Wildflower sessions. I mentioned that we always seem to have a, CDs of certain artists in the car on road trips. And this is, this is kind of how I knew that um, I picked the right the 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 right woman uh i always had you know u2 in my car i always had some neil young some rem in my car um so my wife is not a big fan of rem she really only likes the hits of u2 um she's not a fan of van morrison which i always had in, in the car back in the day and um you know when she wanted to take a nap in the car she would ask me to put on some neil young but if i put on tom petty she would sing along, especially to the radio hits. 
and this wasn't a super big radio hit, but early on in our relationship, she started to sing along with the song while we're on a road trip together, and um, I was hooked. So, you know, now when we take road trips, uh, we don't always agree on music. She's more of a country gal, and um, you're more rock and roll. Yeah, she's a little bit country. <laughs> I'm a little bit rock and roll. And uh, there's my dad joke. That's, it's that's taken it. me a while. That's it. But uh, Tom always gets played in in our car, and um, this song is just one of those songs that I, I just love. It's a it's a it's a great catchy song, and yeah. So there we go, Walls. And one other fun fact: as with the song that I had picked from, she's the one. Climb that hill. Lindsey Buckingham is doing background vocals in that as well. Correct. Gomez mm, did not make my track list. Sorry, boys. Again, it's it, it's like you said, it was going to be one of those songs that might make the list, but it, it didn't crack uh, my top 10 or actually my this top is going to be interesting because I'm about to bow out with my next pick here. Yeah. yeah. And now you two get to duke it out while I just sit back and watch like the puppet master. I don't know. <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You're <laughs> definitely not the puppet master, buddy boy. So while not as deep as sweet William, there is a song that Colburn and Company has been playing since I was playing by myself. I played this the first time I ever played a solo acoustic show alone. This song was in the set list, and it's been a part of Colburn and Company for 13 years now. It's one of my favorite songs from Tom Petty, but it's more than Tom Petty. And we're going with the Traveling Wilburys Handle with Care. Tom Petty, to me, as an artist, was in several bands he was in mud crutch he was in tom petty and the heartbreakers and he was in the traveling wilburys and i could not do a tom petty playlist and not include this song when you have george harrison jeff lynn roy orbison and bob dylan it's the greatest super group of all time hands down there will never be another super group as large of a magnitude as the traveling wilburys obviously we'll never see it again but this was a song that tom worked into his live shows and a really cool version, if you have the uh, soundstage Blu-ray, there's a fantastic version that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers do with Ben Mont taking on the Roy Orbison parts, which is really kind of cool. Nice. And um, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite songs of the 80s, along with Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Both feature Tom Petty, while not essentially Heartbreaker songs, I could not have a Tom Petty playlist without Handle With Care in it. All right. All right. Didn't make my list up. No, nope, me neither. Wow. All right. Well, you two duke it out now. Ben, track eight. All right. Track eight is from the album of the same name, Into the Great Wide Open. I I just feel like this is uh this is one of the best songs he's he's ever written. I don't understand why it wasn't super huge. Like I think it it still gets a little bit of play on like album oriented rock, but yeah, it's just one of my favorite songs ever. And yeah, there we go. Very underappreciated album, Into the Great Wide Open. Big time. Could not agree more. That song was very much where when you listen to Into the Great Wide Open and you listen to Mary Jane's Last Dance and you listen to those songs, very 90s feel to it. Yes. It wasn't just a Tom Petty song that came out in the 90s. It was a 90s song that Tom Petty played. And songs like Into the Great Wide Open and that video, I think Johnny Depp was in it. Yes, he was. That video spoke to a younger generation. So Tom Petty started getting lumped in to MTV rotation with 
grunge. Right. And somehow it just worked. You think about the iconic video to Mary Jane's Last Dance with Kim Basinger, and you've got the Into the Great Wide Open video. There was something about Tom Petty's videos that spoke to a younger generation, and it really helped bring him along. Obviously, I said how much I love the Into the Great Wide Open album. Very hard to not pick this one. Love the tune, but you know where my stand is. And I have to kind of throw in here also, looking at, we have zero chance of a trifecta. So it's a first, not a single trifecta will happen in tonight's show. Woo! Going deep. But it it was actually my track nine, Into the Great Wide Open. Okay. Uh, One of my all-time favorite songs off that album. It was also a great music video, Brian. You brought that up. But I felt like in this video, it was telling, I felt more of telling of Tom Petty's life. The A&R guy saying, I don't hear a single. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I don't think Tom Petty ever fell and lost all his records, you know what I mean? Like in the video showed, but <laughs> it, it just shows you how some rock stars can make it all the way up to the top. And one day you're you're living the, the rock star life, the partying and all that stuff. And the next thing you know, everything goes down the toilet. I wouldn't necessarily say it was autobiographical, but I definitely think it's something that he's experienced, whether it be through musician friends or other people he's seen. Right. His storytelling ability in that song, you feel that character. Yeah. You know that person from that song. Yes. And the video was just done so well. The music video, when at that time when MTV was playing music videos. Yes, children. Yes, children. There was music videos on MTV. It was called music television for a reason. But also, you know, some of the characters that were in this video, uh, Johnny Depp playing as uh, Eddie Rebel, uh, Faye Dunaway is playing the manager. Yep. And also, I think Matt LeBlanc was uh, like a towards the end of the video. I think he was the other Eddie Rebel wannabe. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good friends reference. Now, now I could tell my wife to listen because I could say, "Hun, it's Tom Petty. And Gomez talked about friends. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, with that said, to fill in the blank, we still have your number eight. Yes. So my number eight, Don't Come Around Here No More, is my track eight. The uh, Alice in Wonderland video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The way he did the video, it was just unbelievable. And it's probably one of my one of my top five music videos of all time. My favorite part of going into the rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland Mm -hmm. was getting to take a picture next to the oversized hat. Oh, that's awesome. It was like, to me that seeing that in person just made me smile from ear to ear, like the Cheshire cat. I was, (laughs) I was so happy to see that in person. Good choice. And yeah, I didn't pick this one. I do have something off of Southern accents coming up, but um, I I did not pick this one. And and this was actually, if I remember correctly, Tom and Dave Stewart from the Rhythmics had written this song, and it was originally going to be for for Stevie. And this was another one where um, Tom, I think, uh, said, "Yeah, this is too good not to uh, not to give to you." <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, we're up to you with track nine. Yeah, number nine is uh, Southern Accents from that album. All right. It's a personal song. When I moved to Florida in 2001, uh, I was kind of licking the wounds of a failed business. Uh, Most of my wife's family is from 
here in Florida and they were slowly migrating back down to Florida from, from being out West for, for, for some time. And we eventually followed and, um, I really didn't want to move down here. And, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't have a job lined up. I was going to be separated from all of my friends and family that were out West. I'm in the moving truck and I think I'm in the panhandle when I put on a Tom Petty mix CD that, I, that I had. And this song comes on and the, the line of, uh, I might go work Orlando if those orange groves don't freeze. Yeah. It just, it just kind of daggered me. And, um, I've been here in Florida for 20 years now and, uh, yeah, this is probably where I'm going to retire as well. But, uh, I, I just love how now that I've lived here in Florida for a number of years and, you know, I'm not too far from, from Gainesville where, where Tom grew up, I understand exactly what he's singing about, even though he does throw on his Southern drawl for this song especially when you hear it live he definitely put on the the southern accent for that it's just a great song i know that we've talked a lot about the rockers and uh those kind of songs but he knew how to slow it down as well uh still retaining some of the 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 rock sensibilities but i I mean another song that didn't make my top 10 which um I really struggled with because I really love room at the top. And again, that's another kind of slow ballad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it still has a little bit of that rock. And yeah, it's just a, it's just a fantastic song. And again, I, I talked about how certain songs were just the soundtrack of, of my life. And that, that's a, that's a personal song and definitely soundtrack song for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Very good song. Same thing with the Lucinda Williams cover album that I told you about earlier. She does a cover of Southern Accents on that, which is really cool. Yeah. Other covers, if you don't know, there's a country artist called Charles Kelly. He did a duet with Stevie Nicks on that, which is really cool. And then obviously, I can't hear a conversation about Southern Accents and not bring up Johnny Cash's version from Unchained in 1996. Okay. That was a fantastic cover. Highly suggest if you haven't heard his version, it's really good. Gotcha. I'm going to check that one out. I will have to go check that out. You said Charles Kelly? Charles Kelly did the version with Stevie Nicks, and then Johnny Cash had a version on his Unchained album in 96. And we're talking Lady A, Charles Kelly? You're right. He's Yeah, he, I guess he did a solo album. Yeah. I've had his brother Josh on my on my podcast. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. All right, Ben, we're up to you with track 10. All right. Last but not least, um, I won't back down. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed that, that neither one of you have that on your top 10. Well, Ben, being that you're talking about it, it is my number 10 too. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. So we are closing the song. All right. Fantastic. So So, I, I, wait, time out, time out here. You could do your spiel in a minute. I said one song per album and I went with running down a dream to close mine. I know if I had to pick the song right behind it, it's this one. So it's, it comes with a little bit of a, uh, uh, I'm tied to that self-imposed thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that was stupid. Um, <laughs> so, wow. There guns we go. Blazing. There so, we go. So let me tell you the reason why this song is just, this is how you close it out. So 
I, I mentioned the Gainesville thing. We're about an hour and a half away from Gainesville. My wife is a Florida Gator. We have lots of friends down here in Orlando who are Florida Gators. We go up there. Well, I mean, we didn't in 2020 because, you know, COVID. But yep. we go up there to try and see at least one game per year because watching live football in the swamp is pretty dang amazing. And a few years ago, I think it was the year after Petty passed away that right before the start of the fourth quarter, they do the Florida Gators chant, whatever their, their theme song is. Right after that, they play, I won't back down. And so you have 60,000 people who are singing at the top of their lungs a Tom Petty song. And all of us, all of us know all the words to it. It's pretty dang amazing. And so there was no way I could do a top 10 list without having this song on because it's an anthem. It's what brings people together. And it's just a damn good song. We've been covering it for a decade towards the end of the night for the same reason that you say it is one of the best sing-alongs. You don't even have to know how to sing. You just got to be able to hit that. Hey, that's it. There's not a person that's not standing up singing along with us when we're, when we're jamming this song. So much fun. It brings people together. It's a fantastic uplifting song. Again, I close mine with running down a dream because it literally scrapes. I won't back down by, by a hair. It is so, so close how much I love those two songs. Yeah. But when I went with the one track per album, this is the song that got sacrificed by Running Down a Dream, which nobody can argue and say is a bad song because it made Gomez's list. And Ben, I know it didn't make yours, but damn it, it's a good song, too. It's a very good song, actually. It's, it, I ended it myself, actually. It's, it was a hard choice, I'll tell you, to, for my number 10, to put, I won't back down, but... Mm-hmm. I was thinking if I was at the concert, what song do I want to hear everyone go nuts on? Mm-hmm. And I think I won't back down is a great choice. I have never been to a game down in Florida, Ben, but let me tell you, I give anything to go down to Florida to see a game down there. Come on down, man. It's magical. It's really magical. I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it. I watched the Gators a lot. They're always a, a, a powerhouse team, a great area. And you know who actually covered this song? And I was kind of surprised. I don't know if Brian brought it up. Johnny Cash. Yeah. That was, I was waiting to bring this up. This song was covered a lot, dude. Pearl Jam has done this song live for many years. Real Big Fish Mm -hmm. does this on their covers album. Everclear does a cover of it. The Folk Implosion does a cover of it. Colburn and Company does a cover of it. I had to to throw it in. And I was actually in a video game too. Rock Band too. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Ronnie Dunn actually does it as well on his solo album, Redone. It's all covers. He does it too. And all of them are great. It's just such a fun, uplifting song. Kind of like with King's Highway, it just puts you, it makes you happy. Yeah, man. It makes you feel good. And that's something that I think Tom Petty just does for me in general. These are three fantastic set lists here. I yep. mean, agreed. There's not one bad song to be picked. Well, Sweet William, because I've never heard the dang song. 
But oh man, well you know what? I'll be very curious for you to follow up after you listen to I it. Will. I'll be curious. I'll, I'll what go you find think. it after this, Brian. I was kind of surprised you did not pick Mary Jane's Last Dance. You know, I absolutely love that song. I know that's also part of our set list. That's usually one of our like beginning of the second set songs to get people back up and moving again. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, uh, it would have been in my top 15. Like there's okay. no, I could have did, we could have done a top 25 and I would still be struggling the way I am with this top 10. So I'll tell you this. I do have a secret. My number one and my number two, I literally changed right before the, ch- the show happened. Okay. My number one was actually Mary's Jane's last dance. Okay. And the waiting was my number two. I switched it with minutes before the show started with Wildflowers and American Girl just because I wanted something upbeat. Well, with that being said, why don't you go through your playlist now, tracks one through ten, and then we'll get the rest of them. All right. So track one for me was Wildflowers. Track two was American Girl. Track three was uh, Refugee. Track four was um, Running Down a Dream. Track five was Free Fallen. Track six, Learn to Fly. Uh, track seven, you got lucky. Track eight, don't come around here no more. Track nine, into the grade wide open. And track 10, I won't back down. Ben? One is listen to her heart. Two, here comes my girl. Three, stop dragging my heart around. Four, jamming me. Five, you wreck me. Six, even the losers. Seven, walls. Eight, into the great wide open. Nine Southern accents in 10 rounding it up. I won't back down my track list rounding this out here. Track one refugee track two. You got lucky track three honeybee track four Kings highway track five climb that hill track six sweet William track seven handle with care by the traveling Wilburys track eight the live version of Learning to Fly from the live anthology. Track nine, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. And track 10, Running Down a Dream. Three awesome playlists, zero trifectas. This is a first on Playlist Wars. Not a single trifecta tonight. But now we turn it over to you, our awesome listeners. Click the link in our show notes or underneath the YouTube video and vote for which one of us you think got this right. Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell people where they can find the episodes that we were talking about tonight, as well as all of the other records revisited content. Yeah, you can just find us. We're on all the platforms. Just search for records revisited podcast. We're everywhere. Just find us on records revisited podcast.com. I'm pretty active on Twitter at podcast records. Also have the Facebook page. Uh, just search for records revisited podcast there. My co-host, Wayne, he handles the Instagram if you want to call it that because um, he's maybe post twice a week. But uh, <laughs> you, you can you can go find find him there at Records Revisit. So a little bit different content than what you find, you'll find on the Facebook and the, the Twitter. And uh, yeah, definitely go check us out. We, uh, we've done three Petty episodes and uh, we've got some good ones coming up. So there you go. All right. Well, Ben, I thank you again for being on the show tonight. It was awesome to have you. Uh, great list. Brian, as usual, can't thank you enough for being the co-host and uh, my Rayham man on this show. I couldn't do it without you. And also, thank you to all the listeners who have been listening to us. Uh, thank you for all the support from everybody. 
So check us out. We're coming out with some new episodes. So keep listening to Playlist Wars, and we'll come back soon with a new episode. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at playlistwars at gmail.com, or via voicemail at 201-644-6498. That's 201-644-6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review, and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.